Hey guys, it's Brianna, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Christina. Hi, everyone. And you are listening to Oh Brother, your favorite Big Brother podcast. Listen as we discuss all of the alliances, backdoors, and twists you love to watch. Christina, it feels like it's been a year since we last recorded. Right? I feel like it's been way too long. But at the same time, it feels like Big Brother should still be on. Like, it doesn't feel like it should be over already. No, exactly. But the way this season went, I'm kind of glad it did. And to be quite honest, the drama postseason is, like, way better than the actual season itself. Right? I feel like there's more drama. There's definitely more drama now than there was in the actual house. Um, If you're listening to this episode and you're like, why the heck are they recording? The season ended. Like, what's going on? We are doing a deep dive into everybody's social media. We looked into everyone's Instagram, Twitter. Some of them have YouTube channels and also just did a sweep of some of the major news outlets to see if any of them had any tea to spill postseason. Also just catching you up on what some of them are up to after the season ended. Let me also preface by saying that Today is Monday, November 9th that we're recording this. We're recording it in the morning and we finished like compiling our notes Sunday night. So if we miss anything between Sunday night and whenever you're listening to this, it's just purely because either we didn't see it or it hadn't happened yet. But there's been a ton of drama. So I think we can probably just jump right in. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there's just so much. We got to jump right in. We're going to go in order of the eviction so starting with Keisha and ending with Cody um, just because we felt like that would be the easiest way to do it Um, before we do that though I wanted to mention a question that was asked of almost every single house guest after the season was would you play Big Brother again so instead of breaking it out into everybody's section I figured I would just list off at the beginning of the episode the people who said they wouldn't play Big Brother ever again. Everyone else either said they would or they gave like a never say never kind of thing. Like they wouldn't Mm -hmm. be looking for it, but if the opportunity presented itself, they like kind of couldn't say no. Yeah. But there were actually quite a few people who said they wouldn't play again. The first being Nicole F., which I don't think is surprising. Mm Mm-mm. Danny also said she wouldn't play again, which I think makes sense because her daughter, (laughs) Christina's excited about that for sure. Bailey originally said yes in her interview with Us Weekly, but then in an Instagram post, which we'll talk about a little bit later, she said she wouldn't go back on the show. And I think that the Instagram post came after the Us Weekly thing. So I guess she had a change of heart at some point in there. Probably. I'm not sure what happened. Ian said... He likely wouldn't play again. His was like more definitive than some of the people that said like, never say never. But he also said he doesn't want to say no completely because you, you never know. know. Um, Nicole Anthony said if she was asked right now or like anytime in the near future, she would say no. And she can't imagine a world where she would say yes again. But she was like, who knows, maybe in a couple of years I'll have a change of heart. So hers, her answer was similar to Ian's where they both said pretty much no, but you also don't want to give a definitive answer and then yeah. later decide you want to go back. 
And then lastly, and not surprisingly, Tyler said he wouldn't play Big Brother again. And um, he posted an Instagram post recently about it. So I'll, I'll read that caption when we get to it. But yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. He seemed like he was going through it this season. Yeah, no. So let's jump right in. We will start with Keisha. Not too much from her. Um, on Instagram, the only thing she's posted was a photo on finale night of her waiting for her question from Julie. So if you want to see a little bit of behind the scenes, definitely check out Keisha's Instagram post. Um, the only other thing that I saw from her was on Twitter. She posted the standard, congratulations, Cody. You played an amazing game. Congratulations, Day. You deserve it, lady. AFP with a whole bunch of emojis and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think Keisha's been pretty checked out of uh, Big Brother considering she was the first one out. Yeah. Moving on from Keisha, we had second out, which was Nicole Anthony. Um, she posts a lot on her social media, but it's mostly because she does her Hello Friends podcast, which if you guys haven't listened to it, you should because she's doing postseason interviews with a bunch of her fellow house guests so on her instagram she didn't really post anything big brother 22 related necessarily aside from like the standard the season's over kind of post um on twitter though she did change her display name to be the Podmaster, which was the name of her comic so i thought that was kind of funny yeah she did her standard congratulations tweets to cody and today, Vaughn, the only other thing that Nicole has been really up to lately is she actually recently did a Halloween charity event, mm-hmm. and they raised $1,300 for Give Kids the World, which is pretty That's cool. Awesome. Um, I actually attended the event, and it was like $20, I think, to, to sign up and join, and it was a live stream that they did. And they gave away prizes and stuff, and I literally never win anything. And your girl won a prize. (laughs) So I got some like signed Big Brother photos and stuff, which was kind of cool. I got a signed photo of David from this season. I got a signed photo (laughs) of Christy Murphy from the season. And then I got a signed photo of Elena Davies from from, – which season was that? I can't remember. The season with Mark. (laughs) You know who I'm talking about, the showmance. Um, so I got those and then I got a signed thing from Big Brother Canada, but I don't know the person. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I think that of a Chrissy signature. I think it's Sydney with an S or something like that. So thank you to Give Kids the World for that. I'm Is probably Sydney always spelt with an S. I don't know. Maybe oh <laughs> Cindy. Sorry, not Sydney. Cindy with an S. Cindy Cindy, Cindy. with an S. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so that's what I got in my my mm. prize pack. I'm going to be honest. I think I'm going to give the David one to Sophia because she has a, cra- a crush on him. Um, I don't <laughs> know what I'm going to do. Christmas. With- what? Give it to her for Christmas. Yeah, wrap it up. I don't know what I'm going to do with the other ones, but still kind of cool that I won something because I literally never win anything. Was that through the charity event? Yeah, it was. So they did awesome. a couple like trivia questions in the comments and stuff and the first person to get it right won a prize and i got a question right so holla at you girl i want a prize holla also i actually did a live stream with nicole anthony um hosted by one of my friends who i met through the tv co-op um corinne from life after neverland Mm -hmm. it was her hosting it and then it was me nicole anthony 
um, Eric from Reality Recaps, and then um, Tom from TV Talks with Tom, which if you have ever watched anything on TV Co, you probably know all those people. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. We got to like ask Nicole a bunch of fun Big Brother related questions and stuff. You can go over to Life After Neverland's YouTube channel to watch that stream. And I may or may not have secured an interview with Nicole Anthony for later this month. Ooh. So keep an ear out for that. Yeah. Next up on our list is the Queen Janelle. And let me tell you, out of all of the people postseason, if you're going to follow Jeez. anyone for drama and tea, it should be Janelle because we have this Google Doc going of all these people and I have the most notes for her. It was like so. a page long. Yeah, we're going to be here a while talking about Lil Miss Janelle. Um, on Instagram, Christina, did you see what she dressed up as? I do. For Halloween. I see it. Her star costume, which is kind of funny. I'm like surprised that they gave it to her so soon. I feel like usually they don't get that stuff until after the season wraps. But she did her little star costume for Halloween, so I thought that was probably because she was doing promo and stuff. Yeah, she she probably asked them on the way out, like, "Hello, can I take my star?" Kaser even commented, "What? How did you get this?" <laughs> oh, I guess I guess we weren't the only ones confused then. Good old Kaser asking the question, the good question. I don't know her did response. Re- yeah, did she reply? What she said? They felt like since I carried the show and ratings were high while I was there, that this is the least they can do for me. <laughs> That's a classic Janelle response. Oh my god, she's funny. In feed, that's the only thing she's posted. But on Twitter, Janelle went off. She was like all over Twitter. So the first thing she tweeted after the finale was, final thoughts. Number one, congrats to Cody for winning BB22. Number two, poor Enzo. Number three, happy for Devon. She deserves it. Number four, Nicole got what she deserved and will have a rude awakening when she finds out she lost her sponsors for making fun of Ian. See you next year. Nicole F? Yes. Made fun of Ian? Yeah, remember there was the whole drama where Memphis, like, made a comment about Ian, like, making fun of his autism, and then Nicole and Danny, and they were all in there, like, laughing at him. No, I don't remember that. Really? I swear we talked about it on the podcast at least once before. I I remember the whole talk about David. No, there was a whole thing where Memphis like was making fun of Ian and I think he, he was either making fun of him like rocking or something, something that had to do with his autism and oh, Nicole didn't necessarily like join in on it, but she also didn't tell him to stop and she was sitting there like laughing away. So that. apparently she lost a lot of her sponsors because of it. Good. Yeah, and so Janelle is uh, airing out all the dirty laundry on Twitter about Nicole. The next thing that she tweeted was, I'm still over here laughing about Davon calling Christmas a one-foot felon. It's literally <laughs> the tweet of the day, and if post-show is this good, I may stick around. Um, we'll get to the one-foot felon comment later when we talk about Davon, but everybody on Twitter was cracking up about Goodness gracious. This comment. Um, so then we get to the real tea, which is that apparently Christmas's mom decided to go after Janelle's daughters on Instagram. So Janelle tweeted, the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree, I guess. And a screenshot of Christmas's mother commenting and tagging Janelle and writing, tell Janelle her brats have mousy rat hair and look stupid. 
Hope they break their hope they break foot. That's how a mother feels. Don't take hope kindly to vicious, foot. nasty posts. Trash my daughter, I'll trash yours. And this is in reference to her just laughing that Devon called her a one foot felon. Like other than that, her and Christmas haven't had any beef like post show. So it's literally just a response to her saying it was funny that Devon called her a one foot felon. And Janelle then went on to tweet, Christmas's mom is dragging my daughters on Instagram saying they have bad hair and she hopes they break their foot. What the fuck? No wonder Christmas is crazy. Goodness gracious, right? That's like insane to me. Like I understand being like a protective mom or whatever, but going on social media (laughs) to say stuff is crazy. And it's even weirder that she's attacking literally an eight and a six-year-old child. Yeah, like- it's one thing, okay, not that it would be justified, but it makes more sense if she were to go after Janelle mm-hmm. saying stuff about her daughter, but now you're going to go after some kids? doesn't make any sense. Also, like, if she was worried about someone attacking her daughter, if she didn't want anyone to do that, why would you go after some other kids that had nothing to do with it? Right. It doesn't make she any about sense. You. Ugh. You're just basically doing exactly what you're saying you're upset about yeah like two wrongs don't make a right Right. clearly she wasn't taught that i hope those kids don't see that i know so later janelle tweeted in response to a fan asking wait what did you do to christmas janelle responded nothing i laughed that davon called her a one-foot felon i've never publicly ever i've never publicly said anything bad about christmas she's definitely not my favorite house guest but whatever so her mom was literally just coming for her for laughing at a comment someone else made. But then we'll get to later that Christmas did a live stream, which went horribly wrong for her. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But she did mention the fact that her mom made that comment. And she basically said she didn't know her mom did that. She doesn't agree with it. And like, she's not happy about it. And then Janelle responded to a fan and said that Christmas did apologize. She didn't know her mom did this. It was really nice, actually. I forgive Christmas. So apparently they had a conversation and Christmas apologized. I do believe that there's a chance her mom did it without her knowing because I think, at least from what I'm gathering, from what I've been seeing on Twitter and online, it doesn't seem like her and her mom have a great relationship. So I almost just wonder if her mom's like a little bit kooky, which would make a lot of sense considering the Christmas Abbott that we know. Also, she named her freaking kid Christmas Joy, so she must be a little crazy. Yeah, a little bit. So that was a little bit of drama postseason, which I didn't definitely didn't expect out of the Christmas and Janelle camp. Mm-hmm. But more on Christmas a little bit later. Another thing that came out of post-show was Janelle tweeting that she thinks that Danny's legacy is forever tarnished. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you came out of Big Brother with a good reputation, do not go back. For real. Nicole Anthony went out being America's favorite, like America's sweetheart, and she went back in and came out the second time to a lot of backlash from fans who were mad that she like screwed up Janelle and Kaser's game. The same thing happened with Nicole F. She came out a winner, went back in, tried to do it again, came out to a lot of hate. 
Yeah. It just, it's never a good thing. The same thing happened with Paul. Paul went in the house multiple times. He was loved the first time he was in there and he was hated the rest. So I just right. feel like it's never a good idea to go in being someone people like, because you're going to probably come out. Well, look what happened with Nicole F. That's what I'm saying. Like you go in that house, you're all in there high and, high and mighty. You're like high off your past seasons. And then you come back out and everyone hates you. So mm-hmm. Danny fell victim to it. A little bit of a throwback to Big Brother 2. Janelle actually tweeted that Hardy Hill from that season, who I love, Hardy Hill was her manager when she did bottle service, which really goes to show that the Big Brother world is definitely smaller than we think it is if those mm-hmm. two knew each other like prior to Big Brother. Um, it was in response to a fan who had tweeted, Hardy Hill is literally the perfect man. And Janelle's <laughs> response was just, he was my manager when I did bottle service. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that was before Big Brother, but who knows? It could have been after his season before hers i'm not sure the timing of it but i just thought it was kind of a fun fact yeah i know it's like weird to hear all these things like different worlds colliding for sure it's weird like too that you know that so many people apply and somehow they end up with people who know each other like the same thing that happened with kat and holly on their season Mm -hmm. like i wonder like was that intentional or did they just happen to get two they, people who knew each like other? Like if they did do it intentional, intentionally, how did they find that out? They must it have wasn't just like, like social like, media stalked them or something. I they don't might know. have just had mutual friends. I don't know. Yeah, because I remember yeah. prior to that season, do you remember all the drama of people being like, it's going to be a season where people know each other because there were yeah. so many connections. There was the Christy and Tommy mm-hmm. thing, Holly and Kat. Someone else was thinking that like, I forget who. But they were like, oh, these two people must be connected because they're from the same place and all this stuff. So people just kind of started yeah. spiraling with it once they found out that there were two pairs. People just thought it was going to be a season of pairs. And then it turned out that it didn't even seem like that was necessarily intentional. Mm-hmm. So really strange. Yeah. A few more things from Janelle. So we'll get to it a little bit later, but Nicole Franzel started unfollowing people on saw that yeah instagram and twitter which is like so petty but at reality barbecue or at (laughs) rbbq on twitter tweeted i am laughing way too hard at nicole unfollowing cody and andy she's even pettier than i pegged her for janelle responded she unfollowed britney too sad i mean i'm blocked but brit hasn't said anything about her and basically what people are saying is she's unfollowing people from her from this season and also anyone who like outwardly supported Janelle which is crazy like the fact that you're going through the effort of like looking at what other people tweeted and like posted on Instagram during the season just to then go and like unfollow them is insane to me yeah I saw this article and it says Nicole Franzel took to Instagram to unfollow Cody Derek and Danielle Donato yeah I I saw that Derek, I don't understand. Derek hasn't been there. I guess he, I guess because he's associated with Cody and she's pissed at Cody. She also oh, unfollowed Cody's girlfriend. I saw that and I was like, what? Which is so strange to me. Um, Janelle tweeted, smaller the town, smaller the mind. My grandma told me that years ago and it's so true. So she's dragging Nicole a little bit. She unfollowed Haley. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Haley. She unfollowed Kat. She unfollowed, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on her Caitlin? name? 
Yes. Yes. I knew she unfollowed <laughs> Caitlin. She also unfollowed Demi Burnett. I know that mm-hmm. she's like a reality star person, but I don't know who that is. I don't know. Um, but she's verified on Twitter and friends with Janelle, clearly. And Janelle tweeted a photo of a burn book. I saw and, that. And it's the page <laughs> that says, do not trust them. Trust them. They are fugly sluts. And it's <laughs> photos of Danny, Derek, Haley, Cody, Janelle's in the middle, Brittany, Caitlin, Kat, and Andy. So just a yeah. few of the folks that... <laughs> That's actually really funny. I wonder if she funny. made that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a fan must have sent it to her. I can't see her sitting down to take the time, but then again, she's so petty that she probably would. Can't. That's kind of funny. So clearly, Nicole is going on an unfollow spree. Um, Other than that, she's been kind of quiet on social media, but we'll get to her a little bit later. Oh, she blocked Caitlin. Oh, really? I knew she blocked Janelle. I didn't know she blocked Caitlin. I wonder what Caitlin said about her. Beats me. Someone goes, what Haley do they go? I guess she was a Janelle stan. Yeah, she's a fan <laughs> of Janelle. So then Nicole was like, bye, girl. Goodness gracious. I'm all for like taking people off your social media that like you don't like and stuff, but this just seems unnecessary. Petty. Yes, very petty. It's a good word for it. Someone goes, so who's going to go to the wedding now? <laughs> <laughs> True. She's uninvited so many people. I'm sure, she, I'm sure Cody was probably invited before. Janelle was invited before. I'm sure some of those other Big Brother people were invited. Right. She's going to have to start crossing people off. She's going to start inviting people who she doesn't even want there just to fill some seats. Right. Although, you know what? She's probably trying to save money since she didn't win this season. She thought she's going to win this season and have it pay for her wedding. So maybe she'll be glad to take some people off the guest list. She doesn't have to pay for their food. Right. Going back a little bit to Christmas and Janelle, I meant to mention this before, but someone then asked Janelle, like, okay, she apologized for for what her mom said, but how do you feel about her comments against Bailey and Devon and claiming that she would be shot slash stabbed in the house? And Janelle responded, I think it's disgusting. So she didn't really elaborate too much, but she did uh, mention the fact that she didn't agree with what mm. Christmas said inside the house. So yeah. I can't imagine that those two are going to be friends, but it seems like they're on like level ground now. They've yeah. apo- or Christmas apologized. At least civil. Yeah. It doesn't seem that, that Janelle has any like ill will towards her. She said she forgives her, but she also doesn't agree with some of the stuff she said in the house. So I don't think they're going to be friends, but I don't think they're going to be trashing each other, but who knows? Janelle also said that, um, she would never go on Amazing Race again. Someone asked her on Twitter if she would. And um, she said, definitely not. And last but not least, someone asked, when are you dropping more tea on this season? And Janelle responded and said, I can't. CBS told me I am not allowed to spill any tea because I'm under contract, which is surprising because I remember right after the finale she had said she was gonna like spill some tea there was gonna be some drama and now all of a sudden she's saying she's under contract so i wonder if they just like i guarantee they reached out to her yeah yeah they must have been like hey i see that you say you're gonna spill some tea but just a reminder you're under contract so maybe how long are they under contract for i think it's for a while i know i know that a year um, after something yeah it's it's a year or more i think Weird. I think the hope with that is probably that if the, if it's if the contract is long enough, they assume that by the time the contract is up, they're like they don't really care about it anymore, and they don't or actually like want. Yeah. yeah, they're like don't really want to talk about it. 
So yeah, that was everything from Janelle. Let's move on to her best buddy. Oh my God. That was just Janelle. (laughs) That was just Janelle. That whole thing was just Janelle. It was like 30 minutes on Janelle. I know. Seriously. We've got like basically a whole page of notes on Janelle and then like three bullet points on Kaser. So the thing that I thought that was most interesting is Kaser has a pinned tweet on his Twitter account and I'm going to read it. 15 years ago, I was met with the reception of overwhelming fanfare. During that time, I received messages from incredible people around the country who named their children Kaser after watching me on Big Brother. Please DM me if you are one of those people. I'd love to speak to you. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. I know that Kaser was a fan favorite because he was like one of the first people that was ever voted back into the house by fans Mm -hmm. on his season, but I didn't realize he was that loved. Like people legit named their children after him. I think he's one of those like not underdog, but like the low key, like everyone likes him. Yeah. He's definitely like, he doesn't give people a reason not to like him. Yeah. He's definitely like a good guy. It seems like, but the fact that people named their kids after him, I was like, damn. Um, the only other things that we saw from Kaser were the standard congratulations tweets. He did one for Cody. Big congrats to Cody for pulling off a win this season. And of course, congrats to Enzo for sitting in that final two chair. Cody was not going to be easy to beat, but at least you didn't have to sell crayons. At least you don't have to sell crayons for a while, which is a nod to a conversation that they had in the Big Brother house where Enzo was telling them that one of his first, they were talking about like, their weirdest slash like their first jobs. And Enzo said he was a door-to-door crayon salesman. I can't. <laughs> which like, I don't understand what that means or like how that works, but apparently that was a job he had. I can't. The crayon um, <laughs> The Crayola man. <laughs> um, Kaser also tweeted, congrats to Avon for winning AVP. I think he meant to write AFP. Much deserved. Happy for you. That's pretty much it from our boy Kaser, he did post a video on his YouTube channel on how to get masks to the homeless in Los Angeles, which is very on brand for Kaser. I feel like he's definitely a good dude and he's out there trying to make changes in his community. So shout out to Kaser for that because he's a, a true homie. Moving on to Bailey, a couple things from her, nothing like not too many things, but the things mm-hmm. that we do have to update you on, I feel like are pretty major. Yeah, like the first one. The first one I was so surprised by. So at Mel Brown 00 on Twitter posted the way Bailey segued from loving Devon to spilling tea. And her, the, he shared a clip from her Instagram story. And it was basically her saying that last minute, CBS changed her question. So during the finale, they had the jury members ask questions to the um, final three. And she said last minute CBS changed her question and she had plans to like drag people, but then she was caught off guard. And they also asked her a second question when they weren't supposed to or something. Okay, first off, I had to capture this because these are real tears of joy for my girl. Um, Y'all have no idea what we go through in the house. So the fact that she got America's Favorite Prayer, I'm just just over the moon. Um, Secondly, I just want to let y'all know that I have plans to drag every single one of them. But CBS stepped in and decided to ask me another question last minute. Live. So I was caught off guard, wasn't prepared. Um, Trust me, I have plans. So it will be getting addressed. I thought that was pretty crazy. What did she end up asking again? I th- I don't I think she was asked about the big alliance or something. 
I can't um, remember her exact question, but if I can find it, wasn't I'll it like it didn't here. did you think that what was the line she was in? Was that Slick Six? Yeah, I think so. Probably like, did you actually like were you loyal to that alliance? I think it was or something. Yeah, it was something about alliances. I know for sure. If I can find the question, I'll I'll insert it. But let me turn to Bailey. You were part of the Slick Six. Was this alliance real to you when you were in the house with them? Um, I would say me and Davon were real. The connect was somewhat real. The slick six should have never existed. You say that now, but in the house, did you feel, hey, I like playing with this group? Love for it to work, but there was always like that something on my shoulder that was like, I just don't trust this. I didn't trust Danny. Um, and you know, my relationship with Tyler has always been strained. I wanted to, but you know, as we saw, that didn't work out for me. I tried. She was very annoyed that they changed her question because apparently she had plans to like drag some people. And she said that she's going to post a YouTube video soon on everything from this season. She hasn't yet. The only thing that they posted was her unfiltered Big Brother All-Stars experience, which we talked about weeks ago on the podcast when they initially posted it. That video had a lot of good info in it. So if you're looking for more Big Brother content and you haven't watched that yet, I definitely would. But I think stay tuned to Bailey's, I mean, to Bailey's YouTube channel because it seems like she's going to be posting something soon that will shed some light on whatever she was planning to say at the finale. Yeah. She also posted a thing on Instagram, which I just clicked on the link, and now it says that post doesn't exist anymore. So let me see if I can find it. Are you able to see it? Which one? The one that she's officially done with reality TV. Oh. If I click on it, it like doesn't go to it. He might have deleted it. I think she did delete it. She did. It says couldn't load media. Yeah. Well. I, I wouldn't be shocked, though, because... I'm assuming her and Swag, you're going to try to start having kids. and Yeah, so she basically posted something being like, she's done with all reality TV. She was like thankful for- She sucks at it all. The challenge (laughs) of Big Brother and stuff. I wonder why she deleted that post though. I wonder if there was something in there that she wasn't supposed to say. I feel like, honestly, if she were to put that, people would not be as interested in- the drama and continuing to follow her. Yeah, that's true. Blah, 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 you know? Very true. Something else she did post that is still up there was a photo of her makeup and hair from the finale. And in the caption, she wrote, update, I have talked to my friend Davon and we have something special on the way. I saw that and I was like, what? I don't know what. Like a podcast or something? I don't know what they're up to, but I want to know. And she just said, she also went on to say, I'm so excited to share with y'all what's next. It's good too. So I don't know what right, that I means, wonder. but I'm curious. Maybe it's like a YouTube series. I don't know. Like, is she going to bring Devon on her channel? They're going to do something. Maybe. Watch, it's going to be like something small. We're going to be like, okay. Outside of Big Brother, she's been up to quite a bit since she left the show. Her and Swaggy apparently moved into the biggest penthouse in downtown LA, which is pretty crazy. She posted it on her Instagram, and I'll just read a short section of the caption because the caption is very long. You can go read the full thing if you want to go see what she's up to. But she wrote, we're now 25 and 27, and we live in the biggest penthouse in downtown LA. And to be honest, I still kind of don't believe it. All the glory goes to God. And before that, she kind of discussed like 
some issues they had with moving and everything, but mm-hmm. their penthouse is freaking huge. And I'm wondering where the heck they got all this money. I know Swaggy's That's been what like I'm thinking. He makes money moves. He has his own like YouTube channel where he talks about making how he made a million dollars and all this stuff. I know that he's like into trading and all that jazz. So maybe it's him. I'm not sure. Trading like catches me out. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it scares me. She is also now a Savage X Fenty ambassador. Savage X Fenty is Rihanna's lingerie brand. And she posted like a little video of her jumping around in some little two-piece sets. So if you're interested in lingerie, I guess follow Bailey's account because you can get some like coupon codes or something like that. Yeah, they have really like, if you become a member, it's like really cheap. I also noticed that her Twitter was deactivated. I don't know if that's a recent thing or if Probably. she did it a while ago but i honestly don't think she would use it much yeah she doesn't seem like the twitter type no so that's it from bailey now let's move on to america's sweetheart ian terry yay <laughs> on his instagram he's only posted two things since big brother and they're very vague posts but the first one was that he missed his evening walks he wrote how i missed these evening walks yes i know it's blurry meaning his photo and Tyler Crispin responded, freedom, baby. So that was kind of cute. <laughs> and then Ian also posted a photo of a hammock, and he wrote hammock, but with a better view. And after some sleuthing on his Twitter, I realized that he's in Cancun right now, living the dream. <laughs> so him and his girl must have gone on a trip because he posted on Twitter a photo of some booze. And it says, greetings from Cancun. So Ian is partying it up. What made me laugh is that in the photo, it's like a bunch of different alcohol. There's like a Bacardi bottle and then there's an absolute (laughs) vodka bottle. And someone responded. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I don't see the response now. But basically someone responded and was like, ew, absolute. And Ian responded and was like, don't worry, we replaced it with Grey Goose right away. (laughs) so he's being bougie him and his 500k over there i love him though he's so funny i think he's so funny i can't another ian (laughs) update he the first thing he did when he got out of the big brother bubble was quote retweet someone and he wrote this is the tweet of the season and this is what the tweet says Ian isn't exaggerating about his backgammon prowess. He's exaggerating about how unlucky everyone else has been to keep losing to him. Dude already competes with the best players in the country and has legit equity to someday become world champ. So Ian's shading these house guests on Twitter. (laughs) First minute he gets out of the house, which is hilarious. Um, Apparently he's literally like one of the top backgammon players in the world and like competes for money and stuff. What is that? It's... It's a, like a board game kind of deal. It's kind of like chess, oh, but not. Never played it. I heard it's fairly simple to understand, but it's one of those games that I think requires you to think like multiple steps ahead. So like a chess type of thing. Yeah, kind of like chess. So he's pretty good at it. Um, by pretty good, I mean like one of the best players in the country. <laughs> and I just think it's funny that he's acknowledging the fact that on his season – or on this season, he kept playing backgammon with everyone. No one ever beat him. And the whole time he was like, oh, it's fine. It's just bad luck. 
but really he knew the entire time that like <laughs> he's just being nice well, and they could, they could never beat him yeah <laughs> so funny That's funny on a bit more of a serious note um he also tweeted I want to take a minute to acknowledge and apologize for a microaggression I made that isn't getting a lot of attention. I should never have referred to David and Kevin as inferior players, nor should I have told Danny I'd only vote for her over those two players and Devon. Even if it was just an empty campaign threat, it's still rude and very bad optically. Same with the Bay Day name slip up the week prior. I'm sorry. So shout out to Ian for holding himself accountable when even no one else is really talking about it. We love growth. We love keeping yourself accountable. Amen. So that was pretty cool of him. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything about that or any of... No, I haven't heard anything about Ian. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about him mixing up anyone's name. I didn't hear anything about him making that comment about David and Kevin. So... The fact that he decided to bring it up was pretty big of him. Yeah. Especially considering some of the people that should be apologizing haven't. Yeah. Cough, cough. Brianna's least favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. On a lighter note, I thought this was hilarious. So apparently in an interview, Kevin said that Ian was trying to climb the fence and escape the Big Brother backyard. <laughs> And Ian responded on Twitter and wrote, climb the fence? Not quite. Stand near it and peer out the small opening at Freedom? Yes. (laughs) So Kevin, for some reason, started spreading this rumor and it like got press pickup and everything that Ian was like, didn't want to be there and was like dramatically trying to climb the fence and escape the backyard and they wouldn't let him go. And Ian was like, no, that didn't happen. As much as I love Kevin, I just feel like sometimes he like lets... Not the fame, let like the, I don't know. Popularity like, kind of get to his head. Yeah, kind of get to him a little bit. I could also see that he's like an exaggerator. And you know that like the yeah. press likes to run with headlines when they get a story. He knows so. that. Yeah, so I think he was just trying to play it up for uh, yeah. for the postseason drama. But I think it's hilarious that Ian was like, uh, no, I didn't do that. All right. And then last but not least, he says that he watched the premiere episode of Big Brother 22 and he wrote, I watched the premiere episode of BB22 last night and likely will only watch that much. Some of y'all never played this game at Chuck E. Cheese and it shows. And it's a photo <laughs> of basically a very similar game to the comp that they played um, in the very beginning in the premiere episode where they had the little table maze and they had mm-hmm. to balance the ball around. And I just think it's hilarious that Ian is out here on Twitter dragging his fellow house guests. <laughs> he loves to see uh, it. He does it in a non like rude way. Like it's kind of like just like a meme ish kind of thing. Yeah, like comically drag them. Yeah, like he's not actually being rude, rude about it. We love Ian. I'm sad that he said he probably would never come back to Big Brother, but at the same time, like he got his check. Good for so him. I don't blame him. Next up, maybe as many notes as Janelle had, we've got. Miss Davon Rogers. Whoa. And on Instagram, only two things that I've seen. The first was a the, the very first post that she put up after she got out of the house. And it was a video of her winning AFP. And I'm going to pull up the caption. 
She wrote, wow, this season was definitely a roller coaster. I laughed, I cried, I acted a fool at times, but through it all, I walked away with a smile on my face and joy in my heart, blah, 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 blah. At the end, she wrote, I'm grateful that God chose me to use both my voice and this platform to speak on matters that are near and dear to my heart. I understand it's a game. However, outside of the game, black people, my people, were out here being slaughtered and treated unjustly simply because of the color of their skin. I took the opportunity to bring more awareness to that. My voice became our voice while educating those who needed it, removing the ability for them to claim ignorance any longer. I hope you all were able to understand that pro-black does not equal anti-white. Preach it, girl. That's all I have to say. You go, Devon. She truly did use her platform for good this season. I feel like you can't say that a lot about people on Big Brother. So mm-hmm. props to her. I think that's pretty awesome. The only other thing I think that she posted since then was just being excited about the president-elect. She posted a photo that says our voices matter. Other than that, she didn't post too much on Instagram, but she has been all over Twitter. She loves Twitter. So do I. The first thing she posted was, with my whole heart, I love each and every last one of y'all so much. Tonight, we made history. This right here was definitely hashtag for the culture. I'm still in shock. I can't say thank you enough. So just a little thank you tweet from our girl. And all I have to say is you're welcome because I used all my votes on you (laughs) and you deserved it. Right. I'm so happy for her. Me too. Like I can't express how excited I am that she won. That was like the cherry on top for the finale for me. Same. It like made it almost worth it. Yeah, it made this season like slightly less terrible in my opinion. She also tweeted, currently going over my script for Bold and the Beautiful CBS, be on the lookout for Star. I'm so excited. So I know that the Bold and the Beautiful chooses a person every season to like be a guest star on their show and I for some reason always thought it was the AFP but now I'm thinking back I don't think so because I remember other people what is that AFP being on it it's um a soap opera oh I'm pretty sure like it's a scripted tv show she's playing a character called star just thought it was pretty cool I've never watched any of the big brother people on it but I know they do that every season they kind of do a little crossover situation That's cool. She also tweeted about finally getting to see her daughter, about to be reunited with my princess, finally. And I wish we got a video of her being reunited with her daughter, but a tweet will suffice, I guess. On to Big Brother drama. She called out a bunch of her fellow house guests for things they said and did in the house. Drag them. Seriously, drag them. Her main tweet said, the more clips you all send me, the more I believe there was some weird obsession with me in that house. One day they'll learn that chocolate is actually good for the soul. (laughs) So we love that. And I will go through all of the tweets that I saw of her dragging people. The first was Danny. I don't think she's happy about her girl Danny uh, after the season. But someone tweeted at her a clip of Danny talking crap. and She kind of used Devon. Yeah. And the comment, I think the video was about her talking about um, the fact that Davon like eats beets all the time. And it's because she has like a blood problem. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but she was basically saying that like Davon doesn't know what she's talking about when literally like this is a thing she deals with on a daily basis. 
So Devon responded. I think it's so funny real, how people pick apart like the dumbest thing. Little thing. It's so stupid. Has nothing to do with who they are as a person or in their gameplay. It's like, oh my God, you eat so many beets. Okay. Like, okay, great. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> so Devon literally responded and wrote, oh, fibroids are real and they drain you of your blood. And ble- beets are definitely blood builders. So she was educating little Miss Danny <laughs> on Twitter. Um, someone else sent her the clip where Christmas is saying Devon terrifies Enzo. And then Memphis said her words, the way she talks, are very agitating and aggressive. And it's basically them all admitting that they have microaggressions on camera. And mm-hmm. Devon responded and wrote LMAO, or maybe they were just soft, meaning dumb. Just calling out Christmas, Memphis, and Nicole, and Enzo in that clip. And then we get to maybe my favorite tweet this entire season was her comment about the one-foot felon. It was in response (laughs) to someone sharing the video with her of Christmas saying, I'm going to get shot. Somebody's going to put a fork in my face. And then she also said, I'm scared and I'm not easily spooked. Basically saying she was afraid of Bailey and Davon. And she thought they were going to be violent towards her. And Devon responded and wrote, I was and am fully aware of the one foot felon. Oh my God. I love her so much. I can't. I can't with Christmas is just people. Absolutely. Small minded. Yes. Like clearly not a smart human being. And it reminds me of how Nicole ended up being but like more aggressive than nicole yeah it's almost like direct she's saying things that easily could be said about her and have validity like she's been known to be violent in her past and yet she's telling people that she's afraid that bailey and devon are going to be violent when they literally have no history or anything that would indicate that they would ever do anything like that right and yet she's literally tried to hit someone with her car so yeah oh yeah who would I be more afraid of? Probably Christmas. Christmas? Like, definitely Christmas. She's terrifying. Um, the last person I saw her dragging on Twitter, which absolutely made me crack up laughing, was Enzo. And Goodness. she wrote, I'm trying to figure out how he found time to be so worried about me and battle those hemorrhoids. Oh my God. So she's literally calling him out. <laughs> Um, I do have to say, I I do love Enzo, but I guess people have been sending her a lot of clips of him, like, making comments about how he was afraid of her and all this stuff. So that makes me wonder if Enzo needs a little bit of education. Was he actually afraid of her, or was it, like, gameplay afraid of her? I don't know. I just know that he apparently was talking a lot about Devon in the house and people were like, he has some weird obsession with you. Like he's afraid of you and all this stuff. So I don't know what Enzo was about, but I think he's one of those people where he gets afraid of women who can stand their ground. I think that's what it is. Maybe. Cause he's one of those people where he's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a manly man. I'm, I'm all guy Alliance, this, this, that. Which is what I was afraid of when he was, when I found out he was on the season. Either way, I think it's hilarious that she's calling him out for his hemorrhoids on Twitter. Oh my God, it's so funny. Another um, interesting update, which I'll talk a little bit more when we get to Kevin, but Devon revealed that she and Kevin are not friends 
after the season, which is surprising because they bonded a lot yeah. in the house. And someone responded to her tweet, the one that she posted saying that the more clips you send me, the more I believe there was some weird obsession with me. That person later deleted their tweet, but Devon responded to it. And it was the tweet was about Kevin and David, I think, because she said she's no longer friends with either of them. And Devon responded and wrote, baby girl, you've commented on my post several times. Realize that forgiveness doesn't mean you have to grant people access into your life. Yeah. There's legit no bad blood. We just aren't friends anymore. And that's fine. Friendships, friendship isn't a requirement of forgiveness. We're good. So apparently she's made up with both Kevin and David. They've apologized to each other. They've forgiven each other, but they're not friends, which is totally valid and fair. You don't have to forgive someone and then be besties with them. Yeah, exactly. And not for nothing, but I would have not, I wouldn't have been surprised if she wasn't friends with David anyways. They just don't mesh. Yeah, the two of them did not get along in the house at all. Yeah. They didn't trust each other. They didn't seem like they vibed with each other. She didn't understand David. David didn't understand her. So why, I don't understand why people expect them to just be friends. Yeah. Something that made me love her even more was that when Memphis got to jury, she said in a podcast interview that she purposefully made sure to play anti-racist films when Memphis joined the jury house. For example, When They See Us on Netflix. And I think it's hilarious, but also necessary, especially for Memphis. So I love that she forced everyone to watch movies with her that they may not otherwise choose to watch in their own time. I think it's important to educate people if you... Not that it's your place, like anyone's place to educate anybody, mm-hmm. but like if you're going to be surrounded by people, you might like like to share something that's important to you, you know? Yeah. And if you have the opportunity to do so, especially where they're in the jury house and they literally have nothing to do, maybe open his eyes a little bit. It's not exactly. necessarily her job, but I love her for it. Exactly. Last but not least on the Devon Twitter front, this cracked me up. Do you remember Steve Moses? He won Big Brother. Yes, with the glasses. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you see his tweet? No. So, Devon tweeted, I'm seeing a lot of first-time voter posts. I'm proud of you all for using your voice through your vote. Thank you. Steve Moses, quote, retweeted it and wrote, Things Devon sees, first-time voter posts. Things Devon does not see, my calls, my texts, my tweeting about her. (laughs) <laughs> and Devon responded and just wrote I dot 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 and then a gif of her like nodding her head I saw another tweet later of her that she like loves Steve and that they're like friends and stuff and she like called him like her baby and everything so apparently like they're very good friends but I just thought it was hilarious that David is out here outing himself for the fact that like Devon's been ignoring her ignoring him oh my god that's so funny they're also such an unlikely pair like I don't see those two being friends like he's probably wicked woke that's true i also i guess i guess maybe the reason i don't expect them to be friends is because devon is so like bubbly and friendly and outgoing and steve strikes me as someone who's like a little bit goofy and quiet and quirky yeah which maybe i just i don't know maybe i have a bad read on steve and i guess (laughs) technically opposites attract so i guess maybe that could be why they're friends like they have really different personalities from each other but i just be a friend i thought it was funny that the two of them have their little friendship i love that um she also said she would be breaking everything down in her youtube videos so apparently 
she's doing the same thing that Bailey's planning on doing and releasing YouTube videos talking about all the drama from this season, which I'm very excited for. I was hoping they were going to come before we recorded this episode, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, they haven't come out yet. So we'll just have to sit tight for have those. To keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. A couple other things I want to bring up. So because she did win AFP, she did a bunch of um, post-finale interviews with press. So she had an Us Weekly interview, which I thought was pretty interesting. She did one with Rob Has a Podcast. And the main takeaway I had from that interview was that she said that Cody would have had a harder time winning if he took Nicole, which I think we all kind of knew that. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't have been a unanimous vote. And she basically said that if he took Nicole, she would have voted for Cody to win because she didn't want Nicole to win again. But she knows that Ooh, a lot of people. That? Yes. Mm-hmm. But she knows that a lot of people wouldn't have voted for him to win. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I get it. And then her ET Canada interview, um, a couple comments that I thought were kind of funny or interesting. The first was that she can't ever say no to Big Brother, like every time they ask her to go on, but her daughter said that she cannot go back. So if she ever gets <laughs> don't asked, want her to leave. Yeah. So if she ever gets asked back again, she's gonna have to talk to her daughter about it because her daughter was like, No, mom, you're not going back. No. <laughs> they also oh. asked her about Cody and she was a little bit shady and she called him a great student. And I think that's her basically saying that like he pre-gamed and mm-hmm. took whatever Derek said and did whatever Derek said and did it. I wouldn't be surprised. So a little bit of shade from her. And then she also was asked about Christmas and all of the drama with her. And she basically, to sum up what she said, which I, I definitely encourage you guys to go listen to the interview yourself, but to sum up what she said, there's a difference between wanting to learn and grow and choosing ignorance. And she basically said that Christmas and choosing ignorant is choosing ignorance and has proven that she doesn't want to grow because at this point you can't use ignorance as a shield anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you have exactly. to teach yourself and learn and grow. And it's clear that Christmas is choosing not to do that. So exactly. It's unfortunate. And Christmas has admitted to being very ignorant, but I'm one of those people. I feel like it's 2020. If you're still claiming ignorance, that's a choice. So you're choosing Mm. to be ignorant. You know what I'm saying? But like I told her, there's always room for education and there's always, there's always room for growth. The problem is, do you want to be educated Mm. and do Mm -hmm. you want to be, do you want to grow? But the vibe I get from her is that she does not. She's perfectly comfortable and content in the space that she's in. And that's unfortunate. You know, and one of my interview questions coming out before I went to jury was, do I think my house guests were able to learn anything from my speeches? And I was like, I hope so. Mm -hmm. But it's unfortunate Mm -hmm. to know that a lot of them mocked my speeches and made fun of my speeches. So it it lets me know it went on a lot of their ears. Like it was deaf to the end. It just, it sucks. I think it was a very well worded response. She explained it perfectly, in my opinion. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Moral of the story, Devon is the best Big Brother player this season. Oh my God. All if day not long. the past, however many seasons. She's like Love her. my absolute favorite. If they ever did a season of America's Favorite Players and she wasn't on it, I think I'd be pissed. Forfeit. Uh-huh. I'd be like, okay, just throw it all away. Start over. Right. 
Um, next up, we have Kevin. And he's posted a couple things on Instagram. He did a couple like behind the scenes posts. The first one was him showing how they pick up all stars. And apparently this was a photo taken of like his ride, essentially. And he's wearing his mask and his face shield, which I knew they had to wear that because I saw in Bailey's YouTube video, they showed it. But he's in like a kitted out limo or something. So they're riding in style. Yeah, right? Like what the heck? And then he posted, after the season ended, unpacked and unbothered. Wish I could have done better on All Stars for you, but I have a secret. I was out of my league. Oh, you saw that? Oh, okay. But I'm kind of okay with that. Never crossed my mind to do some of the things this cast did inside and outside the game. How I hung on for 58 days is witchcraft to me. Thank you for watching me live out my dream of being a true reality TV show mess. Now excuse me while I call my therapist. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Very much uh, a Kevin post. Like I feel like that's oh, very yeah. quintessential Kevin. He also did an Instagram live, which I didn't watch, but someone posted a recording of it. And he explains why he and Devon are no longer friends and everything that happened in the jury house. So I will play that clip for you. It, it basically was just like a disconnect between two people. And um, there was no like, I hate you. There was none of that. It just was like we weren't seeing eye to eye. And um, we had to have like, we were trying to have like a complex conversation and we just weren't seeing eye to eye. And... Um, and we were both in the dark. So it's like, can you imagine having a complex conversation and we both don't know exactly what was shown? Um, and I can see how like, she would be very cautious towards me. Cause she's like, are you, were you shit, shit talking me in the house? Like, were you shitting on me in the house? And I'm like, no, I just was ex sharing my experience of how like, I just wasn't counted. Like, I just found it kind of strange, you know, like I wasn't ever counted. And And I would love to continue the conversation because I do feel like I need to learn a lot about that because like, I, I really do understand their perspective. Um, I'm not saying that the, me not being counted as one of the um, – like they would say that there was only like three black players is not like a – like I can see their perspective of how I would get overlooked um, in that regard. Um, but it, it's, a the conversation just doesn't end like that. Like count me. And then it's like done. It's like, no, there's a valid point to be made by Devon. And then I have a valid point, but then that it's like a very complicated conversation that, um, that quickly got to a misunderstanding in the, in the jury house. And then that led us to like, kind of ignore each other. So it seems like he's basically saying that the two of them just didn't see eye to eye. They don't know what was shown on the show. They don't really know what happened in conversations where they weren't both involved. And so I think they just didn't agree on a lot of the stuff that happened in the house. And they both decided that they were just not really going to speak to each other inside the house. And then maybe after the show ended, they would talk again and make up or apologize to each other or do whatever they got to do. But it seems like as of now, they're not friends, which was kind of surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess they kind of just don't talk anymore. And I'm glad it wasn't like they had an argument or anything. 
I'm just glad they're not on bad terms, you know? Yeah. I am surprised, though, I have to say, because they had, like, some legit bonding moments in the house. And out of all the people that I thought Devon would be closest with, I thought it would have been Kevin, but I guess not. On Twitter, he (laughs) basically outed himself for having trash gameplay this season. He wrote, my hashtag Big Brother gameplay this time, and it's a photo of him hiding in one of the trash cans in the storage room. And he wrote, literal trash. I cried so much, my tear ducts are sore. Even my husband was like, watching the feeds within the first couple of hours, I knew you were screwed. Oh my God. So clearly they all knew that Kevin was not going to get very far this season. Yeah. Um, He also tweeted a photo or a screenshot of what looks to be maybe a Wikipedia page. And it says, Kevin is tied with Lolo Jones for the most power of veto wins in a single season by an African-American and Big Brother history with two wins each. And then it says, Kevin has the most power of veto wins by an African-American overall with three wins. And he captioned it and wrote, please tell me this isn't true. If yes, we got to do better. That's why diversity and inclusion is so important. We need more opportunity for Black, Indigenous, people of color to shine. There are real barriers that make it hard, and the conversation should continue to eliminate them. So go, Kevin, for putting that out in the universe. Speaking of Vito, he tweeted a photo that he stole one of the tiny Vitos. He wrote, I so stole this from Big Brother. Shh, a real small Vito outside that house. Devon has the winning one. So apparently they had a couple extras of the tiny Vito from the microbrew competition and he stole one. And it looks like it might make a cute like bracelet or something. So I don't know what he's going to do with it, but I kind of want it. Other than that, he posted a couple other like behind the scenes things of his husband shooting his intro package and stuff because of COVID. They had to do all that stuff at home. And then he's responding to a lot of people on Twitter and critiquing his his own gameplay. He basically told people to send him clips of conversations he had and stuff so that he could critique his own gameplay. And he's definitely doing that. So if you want to see Kevin drag himself on Twitter, then uh, check out his (laughs) handle. Our boy David didn't really post (laughs) too much on Instagram or Twitter. Actually, he's posted nothing on Twitter since he got out of the house. The only thing that I saw him post was on Instagram, and here is what he said. Salute to an unbelievable ride on Big Brother All-Stars. And he congratulated Cody and Devon. Then he said, I was beyond grateful to get a chance to play, like really play, and somehow figured out how to navigate the dark this time. Hope it was entertaining while it lasted. Thanks for all the support and love. Hashtag positive vibes. Let me know your favorite David moments from the season. None. When you left. It almost sounds like he didn't even write that. Like it (laughs) seems like someone else wrote it. And then he was just like, yeah, that sounds good. Post it. For real. It's like whoever had his Twitter. Yeah. Whoever had his account. So that's the only thing he's posted since the season. Um, And the only other news that I saw from David was the fact that he and Devon are not friends, and the reason for that is because David feels like she ruined his game. She didn't ruin his game. David just literally sat there and did nothing the entire season. Yeah, I think she was trying not to explain to him that it's not just her fault, and he felt like it was her fault. So if you want to hear more about that, I would go over to Nicole Anthony's podcast. She did an interview with David, and they talked a little bit more about why him and Devon stopped talking, but it seems like eventually they'll probably – 
apologize to each other and make up. Who knows? Yeah. Someone else who has been very, very silent since the season wrapped is Danny. She has posted literally nothing on Instagram and nothing on Twitter. I don't think she's even posted a single story since she got out of the house. Yay. I'm wondering if that's because of all the backlash she's getting right now or if she's truly just unplugging and spending time with her daughter. I do not know. Honestly, it's probably both, to be honest. It's probably mostly spending time with the family, but I don't think she has anything to say. I'm kind of surprised. I'm not, I've never followed her on Instagram or Twitter before this season, so I don't know how active she was in the past, but the fact that she's posted literally not a single thing and it's like over a week after the finale was kind of surprised me. Next up, we have good old Tyler Crispin and Crispy Wig, Crispy Wig or Crispin Wig, as you would say. Crispin Wig, Crispin Wig. He's posted a couple things, um, nothing too like exciting. He posted the the standard like, "Ooh, I'm back with Angela." He also did a thank you post, and the one takeaway I had was this section of his post. It was a very long caption, so you can go read the whole thing if you want to, but this part is the part that stuck out to me. He wrote, if I learned one thing playing that game again, it's that even though it may not seem that way, I'm really not cut out for it after all. Mixing trying to be a good person and a good game player is not an easy line to play, and I definitely wasn't perfect in it, but I am proud of myself for always saying what I felt. To those people who never gave up believing in me, when, even when I didn't believe in myself, thank you so damn much. And then at the end, he said, with all that said, I wanted to take this time to say that Big Brother gave me gave more to my life than I could ever have imagined or asked for. And for that, I'm eternally grateful, even though BB22 will 100% be my last season and I'll never get that win I've always dreamed of. I really am a winner. Um, and then he tagged Angela. So that was kind of cute. And then he just wrote, sending love to all you Big Brother fans. Hope I made you proud. So he is, as he wrote, hashtag retired from Big Brother. I'm not shocked that he doesn't want to be there anymore. I think it's draining him. Yeah, it seemed like the season like tore him up real bad. He also did a standard thank you post with a photo of Angela doing her model thing on the beach. So if you want to go see um, a photo of Angela in a bikini, then head over to Tyler's Instagram. He posted a whole thing about how he was thankful for her, like supporting him while he was inside the house. Kind of cute. Also a little bit cringy, but there's that. He also deactivated his Twitter. Either that or he never had a Twitter. I'm not sure. I couldn't find a Twitter account for him. Just a bunch of fan accounts. I don't know. Moving on to my favorite person from the season. Um, Hopefully we'll make this very quick. We have Memphis Garrett, a.k.a. Robert (laughs) Robert. Garrett. His name isn't even Memphis. Memphis is a nickname. I don't remember where I saw it. I think I was just searching him, and I think I came up across his- Is that like his middle name? Big Brother wiki page or something. I don't even think it's his middle name. I think it's just a nickname. I don't know. I don't know why he got that nickname. But it's not even his real name. His real name is Robert. So he's over here trying to be cool and trendy with his first name, and his first name is generic. Robert. Maybe because his son's name is River, he wants to fit in. Maybe. He wants to have a cool name. So he was like, let me do Memphis instead. I bet you. 
Um, I only posted a couple things. I, I mean, I only saw a couple things that he posted. He posted a few things on Instagram. The most notable was him reuniting with his son. And I do have to say, as much as I hate Memphis, the video was actually kind of cute of him like seeing his son for the first time since being in the house. So if you want to see a little heartwarming moment, go check out his Instagram for that video. The only thing that I found on his Twitter account is that he has a cameo now. So we can all go request on cameo that he, um, I don't know, eats shit or something on camera. That's the only thing I would be requesting. I know that much. The only thing, the only other thing I saw was he kind of responded to the fact that he mocked Ian in the house. And it was a very, very short clip of an interview that he did with, with ET Canada. And it's at the very end of the video. And he basically says that if people got offended, he's sorry. It was a very like terrible apology. At the end of the day, me and Ian have a great relationship. And anything I said or did or people got offended, I'm in no harm by it. I feel like he does the bare minimum and he goes, well, I apologize. Yeah, he didn't directly apologize to Ian. He didn't really apologize to any of the fans. He just basically said, if people got offended, I'm sorry. I really hope he reached out to someone or something. Like yeah, he or... didn't say he did. But then again, then again, that interview was on October 16th. So it was before the, yeah. the season even ended. So I don't know if he's had a change of heart since then, but I haven't seen him post any kind of apologies or any public things. So who knows, unless he's doing it behind closed doors. And I can't say I have much hope for that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have much hope for that at all. Moving on to another one of my least favorite people from the season, good old Christmas Abbott. Christmas has had a rough time postseason. Let's just say that. And you know what? She deserves it. The only thing she posted on Instagram in her feed since the season was like a standard fitness program promotion. And I was like, really, Christmas? You spent all that time in the house acting a fool and the first thing you're going to post is for people to join your fitness program? Yeah, like what? What are you doing? Also on Instagram, she did a live stream. Christina, did you watch any of it? I watched the clip you sent me. Yeah, that was rough for her. I thought it was hilarious. Essentially, Christmas did a live stream on her Instagram account. And I saw that she posted that she was doing a live stream that day. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll tune in because she said she was going to talk about a lot of the backlash she was getting. And I was like, do I really want to listen to her talk? Not really, but I'm also kind of curious what she's going to say, if she's going to apologize for anything. So I was like, okay, I'll tune in. I tuned in for the beginning part and she was talking about microaggressions and she said that she's reached out to Bailey and Devon since the season and is trying to talk to them one-on-one and stuff. And then I was like, okay, whatever. She started talking about some other stuff. So I left the live stream. I was like, I don't really want to watch this. But then for some reason, I was like, you know what? A couple minutes later, I was like, you know what? I'll watch it. I'll watch the rest of it and just see what else she has to say. I go back in and the comments on her live, like I'm shocked she didn't turn Yikes. off the comments because the comments were- She just ignores stuff like that. Yeah. The comments were terrible. 
for her. Uh-huh. Like it was all people asking her about stuff she clearly didn't want to talk about. I'm not shocked. And it got to the point where she couldn't even find any questions that she wanted to answer. She was like, sorry, I'm just reading the comments, reading the comments. Oh, you guys are funny. You guys are whatever. Clearly she was just trying to avoid all the negative comments she was getting. Um, she brought up the fact that there was the rumor about her and Memphis kissing. She said they didn't. That was funny. She just she- likes the attention. And I think that she honestly, I think she's like, I don't know what's on in her head, but I think she has some delusional idea that America loved her mm-hmm. and that she thinks, oh, everyone's going to be like, oh my God, what was it like? This, that, this, that. And she's get a rude awakening when she left and everyone hates her. And hopefully it was like a wake up call for her because she was on there and she wasn't even able to answer any questions that she wanted to answer because everyone was asking about A, Bailey and Devon, B, did you and Memphis kiss, which people asked it so much that she had to bring it up. Um, nope. I'm going to go ahead and officially say Memphis and I did not kiss in the house. That is not true. I was telling him a secret in his ear before I was going to bed and that's kind of what happens in Big Brother. You tell secrets quietly and uh, I mean guys come on and she was like no we didn't kiss it was a whisper or whatever it was, I was telling him a secret or something like that's not what you thought it was she also mentioned her mom calling out Janelle's kids and said that she didn't know her mom did it until after it was done and yeah. she apologized to Janelle, which we did hear from Janelle that she did that. You know, I didn't know, um, I didn't know about the comment from my mom to Janelle oops, um, for a long time. Well, until just recently, let's see. And um, I sent Janelle a message immediately, and that is not something that I agree with. That is not... Um, anything that I would ever agree with or um, support. She mentioned that she is going to Nicole's wedding, so apparently some people from the season are invited, and I'm shocked that Christmas didn't get uninvited yet, at least not as of that live stream. So she's apparently going to Nicole's wedding. But the most shocking thing, which is the clip that I sent you, Christina, from the live, was... The entire time she was in there, she was saying she's waiting for Josh to join because apparently Josh was going to guest in and like ask her some questions. He didn't join in the chat, but she kept saying like, oh, I think I see Josh. Let me try to guest him in. And I think she was just doing it to stall because she had no questions to answer. So somebody made a fake account to look like Josh. So they made a fake Instagram and put Josh's profile photo and like put their display name as Josh's name and requested to guest in because anyone can request to guest in on a live stream. And she thought it was him. So she accepted it. A black screen popped up on the bottom where the person was supposed to be guesting in. They didn't show their face or anything. And they called her out. I'm not going to repeat what they said, but I will insert the clip so you guys can hear it. Why did you say that Davon was going to shoot you? Why did you say Davon and Bailey were going to shoot you? You racist piece of shit, bitch. That was so incredibly aggressive. So, one, when um, 
that's not how I intended it. I knew that whoever I was going to nominate was not going to be happy. And two, it seems that being super aggressive towards somebody after something significant has been happened um, seems very inappropriate. So I don't know who said that. I thought it was Josh. Um, so for me right now, I've reached out to Dave on to start a conversation and I've tried to reach out to Bailey to also start a conversation because that, first of all, I want to talk with each of the girls. And I think that it's important for me to talk to them first. I don't particularly, um, sorry, I'm a little distracted. I think it's important for me to, to reach out to them directly and to understand and own and I have apologized to them I apologized to them individually after our fight and during that time I did fight and campaign and work for Devon to stay and I was shocked I watched it I watched it happen live yeah and she was floored that someone called her out like that. Yikes. And as much as I think like that's not necessarily the way that the subject should be approached, I think people have a right to be angry and she needed a wake up call and maybe that was it. I don't know. It didn't seem like it, but somebody was angry and they got their mm-hmm. moment and honestly props to them for being creative enough to think of making a fake account because I never would have thought to do that but she was floored you guys have to look up if you haven't already seen the clip the the visuals so you can see her face after the person guessed it in I was like yeah, oh my yikes. god next up we have Nicole F and she has literally posted nothing on social media except for recently i think she posted on her instagram story i'm so happy to be back home thank you so much for all the kind messages and support you have shown me both during the season and after i have so much on my heart that i want to share but i know i can't possibly express it adequately in a social media post therefore i'm going to start recording a series of podcast episodes starting next week i am looking forward to opening up my mind heart and truth with you all I thought that was kind of a cop-out. Like, she's clearly just kind of using all of the drama from this season to get more mm-hmm. podcast listeners, which I think is kind of sketchy. But supposedly, she's going to go on her podcast and discuss everything from this season. To be quite honest, I definitely won't be listening to it because I kind of don't care about what Nicole has to say. I didn't really like her before this season. I don't love her now. It's not that I hate her or anything, but I just kind of don't care what she thinks about the season. I'm not a fan of the way that she handled postseason either or like even during the finale. Um, she kind of acted like a spoiled brat and then she's like yep. unfollowing all these people on Twitter. On Didn't Instagram. get what she wanted. Now she's embarrassed. Now she's like, bye. Yeah, she's throwing a fit. Um, she said in multiple interviews she will never play Big Brother again. She said that she wished that Cody had said to her, let's just both take Enzo, which – Never would have happened because that's not how you play Big Brother because you want right? to give yourself the best shot at going to She can try two. to screw people over, but when he 
straight up says to her, hey, I'm going to take Enzo. She gets upset. Mm-hmm. Now that you got to sit down with the idea of what happened on the finale, I mean, there was a big shocker. We saw your reaction. All of us were shocked by what happened. Uh, have you, I guess, do, do you understand it now why he, Cody made that choice? I do understand it. I just think that he could have, I would have been fine with knowing whoever wins, let's just take Enzo. Cause that's something that was on my mind and on my heart as well. And I think just his charade up to the finale and constantly trying to make me feel guilty for considering taking Enzo is what kind of hurts me because um, that was a little bit, cause we were close enough to where I think I would have handled it fine. It's like, hey, I can't beat you. Hey, I can't beat you either. Let's just take Enzo. But it was never, it was never like that. And so I think that's why the shot comes um, so much. Mm-hmm. And she did say in her interview that he told her he wasn't taking her before the cameras turned back on. So I told you, I said, she looks like she knew. Yeah, she definitely knew. And he straight up told her that he wasn't taking her. So the two of them cried. That's why she said that in her speech. Mm-hmm. That's why her speech was, I would never do that to you. I go, he told her. She knows. Yep. Before the cameras rolled, he was like, just so you know, I'm taking Enzo. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just can't get behind the way that she acted postseason. Nope. She's a sore loser. Um, she did, however, say that she has spoken to Ian since the season because they brought up all of the like mocking stuff that went on. And she said that she's doing her apologies one-on-one, that she spoke to Ian and he accepted her apology. I have talked to Ian one-on-one. We had a very positive Good. conversation yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had apologized and um, it was accepted. I apologize to anyone who that that has hurt and I'm still trying to navigate the understand the whole situation Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and as far as what I'm worried about I'm worried about mine and Ian's relationship and making sure that he understands what understands the whole thing and Mm -hmm. for me it's just like I was shocked coming out to that, thinking that that's something that was viewed as how it was viewed. And so I'm still reflecting and learning. And um, my number one priority right now is Ian. And like I said, I talked to him. And um, and that's what I'm focused on is, is Ian. Which I was glad that she spoke about it and brought it up and at least mentioned it. I think she owes an apology to a lot of the fans who are offended by what she, she laughed at, like the jokes that she laughed at, but then she went on to like cry and almost like make herself out to be the victim. So at that point I was like, okay, I'm done with you. Yeah. Not a fan. On a lighter note, we have our boy Enzo. He, vo- he posted a really cute video of him reuniting with his kids. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch that. It was similar to the one Memphis posted. It was very, very cute. Yes, it was. His kids are super cute. Speaking of his kids, his son <laughs> dressed up as the banana, and they did a side-by-side of Enzo and the banana, and his son dressed as a banana. Yeah, so funny. Hilarious. Recently, he also said that he's been reunited with Mulan. 
I think that's so funny. And it was him taking his kids in Mulan through like a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru or something like that and getting her <laughs> getting her a Boston cream donut. So that was kind of funny. I think it's funny. And then Christina, a post that I think you would be excited to see. Yeah, the foot stalker. <laughs> he posted a, a I saw that. Carousel of photos dedicated to his foot stalkers. And here is what he wrote. I want to know who it is. I know. Apparently there's more than one. For my 50th post, I'm dedicating it to all my foot stalkers out there. It's only right. Trust me. I appreciate you. Just don't kill me for my feet. Here, have at it. Hashtag Friday Footstalk. And he put one, two, three, three photos of his feet. And then if you keep scrolling over, he's now on wiki feet do you remember we talked about this when I he can't. first mentioned it he's on wiki feet now <laughs> which i think is absolutely hilarious especially because we mentioned it oh my god in the comments someone wrote footstalker revere yourself and cat dunn goes it's me <laughs> <laughs> she also wrote enzo you're losing out on a lot of money here don't give away the goods for free i can't i can't which like she might be right. I want to know who get it his, is. Uh, he should get an OnlyFans going on. I know. I want to know who it is, too. No shame in the Footstock game. Let us see who you are, Footstock. Well, he says this one person, like, DMs him. Yeah. I want to know. Oh, my God. Someone asked him what size his feet are, and he wrote 10 and a half. That's so funny. He also did a bunch of interviews with, you know, the standard outlets, Us Weekly, ET Canada, Rob has a podcast. The main thing that I took away from it was that if he made it to final, if he won the final comp, he says he would have taken Nicole, which... I'm not surprised. Well, yeah, wait, no, what? I don't blame him. Because he didn't think he would win against Cody and he wanted the best shot to win. That's true. I think it would have been smart. I think he probably would have won if he took Nicole. Because they said whoever cut Cody, they were going to vote for. I wonder if Cody knows that um, Enzo has said that postseason. I'm sure he'd taken know. Nicole. I'm sure he don't care. He's like, I won. Okay. That's true. He's like, I got my 500K. It's all Gucci. I'm out. I'm not in here anymore. <laughs> Speaking of Cody, he's the last one we've got to chat about. He hasn't been too active on social media. He did post... Um, an Instagram post and it was a photo of him and his girlfriend and he wrote so happy to be back thank you so much for all of the love everyone I felt so incredibly blessed for the opportunity to be back on Big Brother but there's definitely no place like home so just the standard um, Instagram post and he also posted on Twitter and he wrote I want to thank everyone for all the support and kind words about the season couldn't be happier to be home I also noticed that some alums reached out to him. He retweeted Dan Giesling, who congratulated him. Dan Giesling. Dan Giesling wrote, hey, Cody, congrats on the unanimous vote. Fitting for how well you dominated the season. Happy for you. Enjoy it. And Dan got a lot of comments being like, congrats on the win this season, Dan. You are one of my favorites, and it's too bad you helped Cody cheat. Now he's in GOAT status with unanimous vote because he cheated. So a lot of comments. Um, Responding to Dan, we're not so happy with him being like, congrats, Dan, you and Derek won Big Brother for the second time. Let's congratulate Derek on his second win, pre-gaming his shit. <laughs> so I'm kind of surprised that Dan even tweeted anything, but 
He isn't getting too many happy responses. Yikes. Cody also did the standard interviews with ET Canada last weekly. Rob has a podcast and the like. Um, I didn't see anything super new out of those interviews. I think it's all stuff that we already knew beforehand. Yeah. So we've been talking for a while and I think that's going to do it. Christina, any last thoughts or anything that I missed from? Anything? Only thing I have to say is I'm happy for Dave on. Oh my God, me. I miss too. Kay, sir. The end. I think we need to have another season <laughs> where like America gets to vote who they want back. Cause I think that's the only time that all stars would be good is if we got to choose the cast. Right. But I would choose from this season. I'd probably put Janelle Kaser, Ian Devon, and Zach Rance. No, from this season, <laughs> I meant. And oh. so those people I'd put. Yeah, from past seasons, I have a, like a laundry list of people I would want in that house, including Zach Rance and Johnny Mac. Johnny Mac. Johnny Mac. Oh, I wanted to mention this to you. Good time to bring it up at the end of the episode. I think. <laughs> next season i came up with something that i thought would be kind of funny um so you know how occasionally podcasts will do like segments so like at the end of the episode they'll do like one of the podcasts i listen to does like rose and thorn which basically is like give your favorite moment from the episode and your least favorite moment Mm -hmm. or like people will do like a little segment where it's like i don't know just like random shit i came up with a fun segment that I think we can start doing next season. And I'd like to call it the Johnny Mac fact. And basically every episode, I'm going to find a new fun fact about Johnny Mac to share (laughs) at the top of the episode. I don't have a Johnny Mac fact to share at the moment, (laughs) but I think it can be fun and Maybe eventually we can combine all of the Johnny Mac facts into a bonus episode where it's literally just facts about Johnny Mac and then we can send it to him and send see if he'll come on the podcast. Either that or if he'll be really creeped out. I thought it would be funny. So Love him. If you're still listening to this very long episode, tweet me and let me know if you think the Johnny Mac fact is a good idea or if you think it's hella creepy. I think Johnny it Mac might fact. be I think it might be both, to be honest. anyways it's been a great season thank you to all of you who have listened through every single episode and anyone who has listened to this entire episode because it's a long one and special shout out to you christina for being a true homie and recording with me every single week true homie is you my dude this is an awesome podcast and i'm happy to be a part of it anytime anytime and we will be back hopefully next season for big brother 23 that sounds so weird to say aloud right see you next season thanks so much for listening we hope you enjoyed to join in on the discussion use the hashtag oh brother podcast on social media and you can find me at it's me breely everywhere and you can find me at christina jascott we'll talk to you next time bye see you later